it's like I want you know, in the end I was able to win the contest. It was like yes, mm. <laughs> finally you putting that useless knowledge to work. <laughs> okay, so I'm gonna do my homework between now okay. and the next episode, which I'm hoping is just two weeks from now and not four. Uh, <laughs> I will get. Here, I'm gonna. I'm actually gonna pull my deck out now. Pull my deck out. Um, <laughs> oh my god, he's pulling his deck out. Recording. Hello, Craig. And hello, everybody. Wow. Episode 89, and it's been a little while. It has been a crazy few weeks in life. <laughs> Uh, just did normal shit. Uh, mainly the girls getting out of school for the year, uh, which is always incredibly busy. And um, just some shit, like helping my dad with some of my mom's final stuff, you know, settling her affairs, and then uh, getting ready for Mia's birthday this weekend. It's just fucking craziness. Yeah, craziness. Well, not her birthday, but her birthday party. The party, yeah. Yeah, so she's got like her friends coming and. Yeah, no. Oh, that pizzazz. What, Abby? Did you find my tablet? No, so you're going to have to wait for the switch to go. Hold on. Mm-hmm. Okay, barring any more. Okay. <laughs> Jesus H. Christ. That's okay. We'll take out that gap in post, unless you had some poetry there that I missed. You never know. You never. You're gonna have to find it in edit. I'm gonna have to find out in edit. <laughs> oh God. So yes, life as you can see is a little crazy, but um, wow, has it been a fun? Uh, I'd say a fun month uh, for games. Oh uh, yeah. Um, you know, hitting that that summer stride. I think. Oh man, I can't wait to talk about that too because I, I got to be real here. You know, a lot of people lament the passing of E3. I think it's one of the best things to happen in gaming. Well, apparently, well, you, you saw, like, apparently it's not dead. <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah, apparently next year they will, they will be, they will be back not only in person, but virtually. So it's like, I, I, I thought they, like, I have to look at, I thought uh, they were bankrupt. I thought so too. And the last thing I had heard was that they weren't holding it this year and yeah. they weren't planning on holding anymore. Although now that, mm, yeah, yeah, that that was like, yeah, that was definitely like the news. Like, I, I think over the, you know, really since last year, so to speak. Like, like I thought, like, put a stake in the E3's dead, but yeah, well, I saw an article that that apparently they'll be back next year. So it was like question wow. mark. <laughs> That's interesting because I I think now that I really am playing this over in my head, I think a lot of the journalism outlets were saying, you know, if they don't do it this year, E3 is done. And I think a lot of people kind of ran with that. But I, I speculation. Gotta, but well, yeah. well, but again, I thought I thought I read somewhere that they had gone bankrupt and like you know. It, it, and, but I, but I agree. So. I agree with you. Like I, I, you know, I think I think you know. It, here, here's here's the thing. And you know, you know, maybe we're jumping around a little bit, but it's it's like the E3 has been I say swallowed up in the sense by other factors oh, yeah. along oh, the way. Yeah. Like because you know originally you know for, for those who don't know what E3 E3 started strictly as a way for game developers to present their games to the publishers and the video gaming press and the video game press. Yeah. It was, it was not designed to be open necessarily to the public. Uh, but over the years, and I want to say 
oh, uh, like almost like 2005-ish, maybe maybe as early as 2000, it started to become very public facing, mm-hmm. and it became kind of like the you know the you know it was always held in, in like you know the summer months you know June I don't, I don't know if there's a specific time frame but you know it June, was always July. June it yeah. was always June I think it, yeah and it so it became kind of like this public facing like here's the summer block not necessarily the summer blockbuster but kind of like the 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 mid year point of like here's the stuff that you could eventually look forward to around the holidays because it's it's usually like it was teeing things up for like Q4 stuff. Plus, you know, maybe something that may be happening more immediately in, you know, it changed over the years and eventually it became like the big three. So you had Nintendo, Sony, Microsoft yeah, doing their big, huge press conferences, which admittedly, I love seeing watching live because, you know, something would oh, always yeah. fail on stage. It was and great. I, and that's what made it for me. Like, like the, the fact that over, over you know, especially, you know, I, I'd say what, no, five years now, I guess, like obviously Sony has dropped out to do their own, uh, well, do they? I know they state have a state of play. Of, well, they have state of play. Do they do that during E3? Or Generally, they yes. They do a okay. Sony state of play during the Yeah, so it's the like they, have, they have their thing. Nintendo dropped out, and they also have their Nintendo Direct. Um, the, the Tree Fort. Yeah, the Tree Fort. That's what it is. They do their Tree Fort. Microsoft is still the holdout of the big three. And obviously, there, there's other, like, subdivisions. Well, well I don't know. Um... Well, they were still doing. A, well, I say, I say they're quote unquote. They were still doing a live. I mean, again, pre COVID. Oh, I see. I see. I see what you're saying. Yes. Pre COVID, yes. they were they were still the ones kind of like doing it somewhat live. They weren't doing like their own specific, you know. At that uh, point, yeah. Pre COVID, yes. Yeah, and you know, obviously, once COVID hit, then you know, all all sticks are off the table. But, um, so it'll be interesting to see what happens next year. You know, because. I have a feeling like so like it seemed like Sony was like just pulling out altogether. Like they they weren't they weren't doing yeah. any of that. They wanted a very sterile, controlled environment to be able to present their their games. And and you know, definitely I think post COVID, I think we're gonna get a lot of that. I like, you know, uh obviously coming up, you know, um in the next couple of days. We already had the Sony uh uh state of play already uh on last Thursday. Yeah, it was decent. There's some neat stuff there. Yeah, n- yeah, nothing really jumped out at me. I mean, yeah, it was like, nothing. It was like, yeah. okay, that looks cool, that, uh, you know, but nothing like, oh yeah, that's it. Uh that Callisto project looks like a spiritual successor to Dead Space and I am here for that. Yes, yeah, and they they advertised that last year at E3. I don't know if it was a Sony exclusive or I, I think it's an it's a all platform if I'm mm. not mistaken. So, it could just be like, you know, Sony had had the, had the take had the on dibs, had the dibs on the release. Like, yeah, exactly. Like, or at least you know they they did their their version of the dibs on it. Yeah. Mm. Um, definitely looking forward to it. Yes, yeah, definitely like it has that dead space feel to it. I'm all about that. Uh, but yeah, nothing. You know, like yeah, I think you mentioned a few others, like uh, the Spider Man game. It's like okay, yeah, it's like it looks good. Oh, if you never play, if you never played it, it's an absolute must. Yeah, absolute must. Like it's one of the best games ever made. There's like nothing, nothing was really like, oh yeah, yeah, that, you know, like if, if this is not a Sony exclusive and it's an, you know, obviously, you know, Sony's yeah. advertising it, but it's like available on all platforms. Like, yeah, it's like, yeah, I want to play that. Like nothing, nothing nah. stood out as like, you know, that that's the one. Yeah. That's the system. So no, I agree with you. Uh, I think that one kind of fell flat. Um, and so, and then tomorrow we have the, um, uh, Gummer, uh, Gummer, the Gummer, the, the Summer Game Fest, uh, yes. hosted by Jeff Keeley. Now he he did preface it saying like you know I think trying to set expectations like these are more or less going to be most of the titles you've they that haven't some way been announced so it's not going to be anything necessarily new. 
yeah. Other than maybe maybe new footage or just you know additional information on what this game is, maybe gameplay depending on whatever it is. But it, it seems to set you know it seems to be setting expectations like don't expect anything yeah. new to be revealed. Which I don't is know. kind of a mixed feeling, but at the same time, it's like kind of understand it because you know, again we're we're now coming out of the pandemic, and it's like a lot of these studios have like one either push stuff back or stuff yeah, shit's been delayed. delayed. And, yeah, 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 it's, yeah, it's just all you know, it's all over the place. So it, you know, it's I assume we might get one or you know, I assume we might get one or two surprises, but I don't think it's going to be yeah. anything earth shattering. Yeah, n- I, nothing like you know, previous. Yeah, I say e, I'm going to say E3, but it's it's basically like the summer you know event yeah. spectacular, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> I, I'd love to see an announcement of Carrion too. That would make Ooh, my summer. Yeah, that, <laughs> it, it, that, that's the like I, I'm, I'm probably more interested in the Xbox showcase because oh, that's, that's that's the one I'm counting down. That's the one. If anything, you know. Again, maybe, maybe they haven't set expectations like anything else. So, but uh, again, I'm probably gonna like try and keep it low in the sense of like, okay, I'm not expecting anything crazy, but I'm looking forward to the more independent slash. You know, this is coming on Game Pass. Either yeah, small games, this, yeah. you know, the carrying. You know, if there's gonna be a carrying to that's like when we're that. gonna hear about it. Yeah, like that's exciting. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I find their show to be very exciting. Like they they always tend to. They always tend to surprise. It's like you said, you, you actually just nailed it before, too. It's just like, they'll show you something really awesome, and then they'll be like, and that's a Game Pass Day 1 exclusive. Yeah, it's like, yes, fuck, yes, all right. Exactly. <laughs> and it's like, like I, I think, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, I think Sony is finally getting on to... They're like, working on something. Yes. Something. Yeah, it's like, they're not quite there yet, but it's like their PlayStation... Uh, was it PlayStation? Yes, I want to say PlayStation Pass, but that's not it. Um, it's confusing as fuck, to be honest with you. There's like all these different. <laughs> it really is like, God, God bless Microsoft, man. You can shit on them all you want, but when it came to Game Pass, they're like, look, you could just do Xbox Live, or you can go fucking Ultimate. Like, yeah, very simple, and and that's it. And it's like, okay, good, I'm here for that. Yeah, yeah exactly. So it's like, yeah, the PlayStation ones, like I. I you know, I'm hearing rumblings and, and, you know, again, you're right. It's, it's like, it's confusing. Cause like, sometimes you get like, you know, some day, day one exclusive stuff, like but different it, tiers will equal yeah, different times. Right. Like it, it was just very, it seems very overcomplicated uh, yeah. and maybe it's just early shit and they're just throwing shit at the wall at this point. But yeah, uh, I don't know. Uh, again, it's, I'm so invested in the Microsoft ecosystem at this point. Like, it is going to take a hell of a lot for me to jump onto another game oh, subscription package. Yeah, like it's. Uh, yeah, I agree. Like, Game Pass has you know, you know finally solidified into oh, something it's like fucking rocking it, absolutely dude. Like, massive, and uh, I'd say unstoppable in a sense. Yeah, it's it's definitely there. But um, but yeah, no, I'm absolutely looking forward to that because that is also the Xbox and Bethesda showcase. Yes. And uh, from my experience of working with a Microsoft subsidiary, um, Bethesda was big news when they bought them. Like, I, I still remember, like, everybody was like, fucking, everybody was pumped. And um, I've heard a lot of rumblings from the game studios that, like, Microsoft tends to be, and then, and this is true to form, like, very hands-off on their creative what they want to do and stuff it's just they bring a lot more formality to releasing and a releasing cycle so i I do see it as exciting as to what we might see from bethesda obviously i think we all want to see more starfield yeah Um, obviously it got delayed i think what was it it's now spring of 23 spring of 23 i think yeah so but 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 i'm even i'm even skeptical like i'm skeptical there because you just nailed it like we haven't really seen gameplay have we 
No, like it's all been kind of the pre-rendered, pre-rendered, uh, you know, yeah, uh, uh, kind of teaser, so to speak. Uh, I definitely want to see some some gameplay. You know, hopefully soonish. You like, know, what is this game? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like it's like it's like you know, I'm like, you know, and, and you know, uh, yeah, obviously, uh, Star Citizen recently had its Invictus Week, which is mm. kind of Fleet Week, you know, in-game Fleet Week slash you know Memorial Day. They have it around you know end of May. That's cool. Um, and so it kind of riles up the community again. You know, get gets them all ex excited. And obviously, Starfield is is kind of you know a little bit on the lips of like it's like. You know, it's like we kind of want to see more. We're kind of, yeah, you know, as, as space fans, we're, we're kind of excited. Like, what is this? Oh, is, yeah. is it, you know, are we talking Skyrim in space or, you know, it's like, I'd be, I'd be a okay with that. Like, oh, yeah. that's, that's a lofty britches to fill. Like, that would be great. <laughs> exactly. But it's like, it's like, what can you do? Are yeah, you what able to is fly it ships be? or is it simply, oh, you travel to a planet and, yeah. you know, more like what we got with um, Mass uh, Effect? Well, Mass Effect and or even Outer Worlds, uh, you know, right, right, both great, but surprisingly, neither one you can fly the ship. <laughs> it's like, yes! oh man, yes, <laughs> like that. That, and and I gotta, I gotta say, <clears throat> any game doing this now. Now, granted, this game has had what almost four years to cook, four or five so, years yeah. to cook. Well, not just Starfield, but I'm saying like any game of that nature is gonna have to bump up against No Man's Sky for the mm, kind of mm. freedom and and multiplayer that. You know, I think people want to see in these games now, like, No Man's which Sky is, is giving it to you. Which is still kicking butt. Like, I think oh, they yeah. just re recently, they, they had their new, newest season, and... I, I and the new update, it's what, fucking awesome. Yeah, I haven't played it, it yet, but... There's a whole settlement building mechanic now, and, like, management on planets where you, you oh, okay. can... Oh, it's it's wild. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. Cause, yeah, because they, they had the whole, like, capital ship thing, but they kind of made, made that capital ship, you know, portion, but for colonies, wasn't it? Sort of. It's more like you go down into a planet, you'll find like a, you know, the beacon or whatever for a city. You'll go there and it could be that like they're like being terrorized by bandits. You take care of the bandits or, or the sentinels, sentinels, that's mm -hmm. it. Right. And you take care of the sentinels and then they just basically say, okay, you're on your magistrate now. <laughs> and like, ah, okay. you have to manage the city. You have to get like materials. You have to build certain buildings. And then what will happen is. The more you support your colony or your, your city and build them up, you start getting like all kinds of really good uh, resources and, and stuff that you need for uh, upgrades hi. and shit. It's a really cool loop and it's really fun. Um, again, but it's it's like so seamless and, and so smooth. Yes. It's just it, they, any any game in the space genre is going to have to compete with that now, I think. But yeah, that, that's neither here nor there yet. I, I want to see more Starfield. I want to see more. Um, I know we've heard rumblings. I think we saw a splash stream for a new Elder Scrolls. I want to hear more about that. Uh, 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 well, it's, it, like like an actual Elder Scrolls, or because there is also uh, Elder Scrolls Online had uh, teased. Okay, no, 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 no. I, I, I actually, I'm, I was going to talk about that later. Oh, you're gonna talk about, okay, okay. I'll yeah, I'm back in. Then. I'm back in okay. on that. All right, um, gotcha. But no, um, I want to say it was the last Xbox showcase. And it was just one of those where, like, uh, with, with Bethesda and Todd Howard was just like, now this ain't coming till 2023, but we just thought you'd like to know what we're working on. And it was just like a five-second teaser trailer for oh, the new God Elder Scrolls. <laughs> oh, yeah. So it was a new Elder Scrolls <laughs> main entry. We'll see what happens with gotcha. that. Okay. Um, but, yeah, so that's probably the one I'm looking most forward to. Um, we'll, we'll hopscotch back here. Cause man, if I, uh, I've had a lot of fun playing some games this month, 
But uh, what what have you been playing, man? What have you been up to? Uh, so uh, check it out as Sniper Elite 5 on Game Pass. Uh, mm-hmm. uh again, uh, if you like the Sniper Elite series, it's more the same, more the same, and it's yeah. fun. Yeah, yeah, the formula does not change. Uh, but uh, it does, uh, the, the newest twist this time is allowing for invasions, which, which is awesome. Have you actually tried playing that yet? Oh, yeah, the axis? yeah, yeah, I've, I've done both sides of, <laughs> of the of the thing, and it is, it is absolutely fun. It, um, and for those that don't know, basically, invasion. It's very similar to kind of like, kind of a Dark Souls setup. If you're on the Allied side, you have you know your standard mission, whatever mission you've selected. Your campaign, like you're yeah, playing a standard yeah. campaign. You have your nine, ten if you do the DLC, um, nine you know campaign. So you're on your mission now. I don't think the invasions happen until you completed your first objective. I think you have to complete yeah your first objective and then yeah. So it allows you to your... get it allows you to get at least get settled. And then after your first objective, if you have an invasion turned on, then it has a chance for basically an enemy sniper to come in uh, and uh, you know basically counter snipe you, um, and you'll you'll know when it happens. It's not like it suddenly he'll just pop up out of nowhere. It'll be like you know there'll be a message saying invasion has occurred. You know the sniper is yeah. on the loose, and um, great mechanics. I thought like uh, basically there's these little phones around the the map that if you use them, it kind of gives them their last known position. Mm-hmm. But, but they have a cooldown, so it's like you can't be ringing that thing all the time, and they kind of know when you use it. Uh, On to, top of that, to detect that, them, so you can kind of do counterintelligence. Like I'm going to go this direction, and they say like, "Oh, they know where you're at," and then you backtrack and do something else. Right, and but the 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 kicker is, they won't get your last known location unless you've been spotted by the troops. Oh, okay. So if you haven't set off the alarm, they can't find you. The second you set off the alarm, now you're on the map, and they can start doing your last known position. Aha! Uh-huh. But they have to spot you first. Um, so that adds another layer to it. If you're playing the campaign, and you could be a sneaky, you know, sneaky snook and not get spotted, well, then it's just going to be pure luck. Like the sniper is going to know the objectives that you have on the map. And well, they didn't, they didn't even know that. Like, like they have to one know the map and then investigate oh. those points. Okay, and, and you figure out like, have you blown up the gun yet or anything? But mm-hmm. yeah, they are not informed of like what objective you have or have. Oh, that's completed. cool. Yeah, they 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 strictly like the, the only way for the enemy sniper to know anything. Like, you know, they can use the phone, but it's like yeah. know, like four minutes or whatever. Um, is that. Or like you said, like you know, as soon as the you know the enemy raises the alarm, then obviously they have that kind of information. But yeah, other than that, like they have to do completely investigative on their own to determine like what are you doing, what are you up to. Uh, and, yeah, and it's completely awesome, just like kind of this this cat and mouse game, um, and you know trying to figure things out. Yeah, no, I I think it's really good. Um, I've had fun with it. It's another one that's causing my Xbox to freeze. I don't know if it's overheating Uh-oh. or whatever. Not all games do it. It's the weirdest thing. I could play some games for hours. But, like, the new EA games, uh, this was one of the first ones outside of an EA game uh, that would freeze the Xbox. So I was like, oh, hell with it. Thankfully, it's on Game Pass. I just pulled it on my PC, and I've been playing it on that. Oh, there you go. So I know I'm enjoying it. And what I love about that is it's another one where the computer and the Xbox save go back and forth. Ah, so, so you can you can just do, it's like, oh, I'm here and we're yep. doing that. It's wonderful. Uh, nice. Yeah, no, so it's, I've been playing that. Um, all right, cool. What what else have you been playing? Uh, or or mm-hmm. watching, whatever. 
or, or watch it. Yeah, so we'll, we'll go through my games first. So I uh, finally picked up T- uh, Tiny Tina's Wonderland. Oh, it's so fun. <laughs> Absolutely awesome playing that. Uh, you know, it's, it's it, I, I, I have to, I, it's hard to say, but it's like, I think it's, it's better than Borderlands 3. <laughs> oh, I, I don't think that's a, a, a controversial opinion at all. Granted, I didn't like Borderlands 3. I'm enjoying the hell out of Tiny Tina's though. Oh yeah, it's like it's you know it, again that I'd say that that perfect Borderlands humor, uh, you know, no no quest never overstays its welcome. You know, just no. absolute hilarity, tons of in jokes in terms of like if you ever done like tabletop or D anD D or you can tell like they that. really get it. They get the oh, tabletop yeah. gaming. Whoever wrote absolutely. this, like they were a tabletop gamer. It's great. Yeah, a- absolutely. Well, well, uh, when we're at uh, PAX, they actually reveal like you can uh, get a uh, physicalized, you know. Uh, uh, oh. badass game get and, out yeah and that's actually kind of what they kind of based most of the, the game around it's like yeah let's make an actual like bunkers and badass here that's so cool i might have to look into that yeah yeah it's <laughs> it's a super fun game uh the loot system's cool i love the the random encounters the overworld map it, it's just very very well done Mm-hmm. Um, the story is fun. The story is hilarious, man. Oh, I, yeah. I've had it, it, like, I, like I, I find myself, it's either like, you know, no snort or just like, oh, that was good. That was good. <laughs> <laughs> it's just great. Like, it, it's just a fun, fun romp. I always say, like, I wish they'd make more games like this where it's just, it's just pure fun. Yeah. It's, it's like, a good time. have fun. You know, you can, you kind of, kind of tell they had fun. I think making this thing. Absolutely. Yeah. together. Yeah. And I can't think of his name now, but the guy that vo- voices the big bad guy. Holy shit, is he great? Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, uh, I, I, oh, he plays uh, Batman in Lego in the Lego movie. Oh. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure everyone's screaming the name. I can't. I, I, I like, I'm, I'm looking now. It's I'm dying. Me. I'm dying. Uh, Lego movie <laughs> Batman. That is Will Arnett. Will Arnett. Yeah, thank you. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> he is fantastic in this. Just great, great uh, voice acting. He is absolutely funny. He nails the the sarcastic villain so fucking good. And uh, and again, the person I forget her name now that does uh, Tiny Tina, she's a masterstroke too. Like she is oh, just yeah. absolute hilarity. Nails the character. It's just. It is a lot of fun. I have nothing but but good. I've had haven't had a lot of experience multiplayer. I tried playing crossplay one night with a couple of guys from work, and I just couldn't get it to work. Um, so I've been playing other hmm. stuff, but that's definitely a good one. That's that's one I'm really yes. enjoying. <clears throat> yep. Uh, and so, and like I mentioned, you know, Star Citizen Victus was uh, uh, well, I guess two two and a half weeks ago uh but next week uh should be alien week uh so when they reveal their their alien ships uh but i only talk about it because actually um invectus i think has gone on for two maybe three years now i, th- I think they, they put it on i can't remember if they put it on with the pandemic or just slightly before but every other iteration is like it, it's, it's always been a crap fest because you know it's like you know suddenly the servers are flooded with you know new players and everything <laughs> just grinds to a halt this one surprisingly was pretty stable like uh, oh they, the servers weren't crashing left and right and it was actually pretty decent uh you know i still had to like turn everything down <laughs> way down <laughs> but it was actually like it was actually a very pleasant time and wow they, they've right. actually you know I, I think 
they are finally, I, I think they're finally hitting their stride and, you know, a little behind the scenes, uh, or at least from uh, the newsletters and whatnot, it's like, it seems like they're putting a big focus on trying to get Squadron 42 finished. They're moving a lot. You know, they got to like, fucking do something, man. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it seems like moving a lot of teams around and it's like, everything seems to be like, we're, we're Squadron 42 for, focus, 42 focus. Well, it sounds like year, they got a good no. TPM over there finally. <laughs> yeah, yeah ho- hopefully. Uh, and, you know, again, I don't think this is going to be the year star citizen still i think it's still gonna be you know quote unquote next year uh but i wouldn't be surprised if we start seeing some you know some like 2023 you think yeah like i'm not saying release but i i wouldn't uh you'd be surprised if we start seeing major strides by 23 Um, okay fingers crossed maybe that new system and you know the, the new star system to travel to and you know maybe maybe we'll see mm. more tidbits on for squadron 42 next year you know but well i'll, I'll keep huffing my copium, <laughs> copium well, <opium. laughs> i have to say folks for anyone that's listening to this podcast uh, nick we all know is is a backer star citizen has been yep, for yep. a very long time but you've always you i have to say have always been very honest and guarded about the state of the game oh yeah <laughs> and this is probably the first time i've heard you have a modicum of confidence in the possibilities of next year. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? It's, it, we, you know, like you ask any star citizens, it's always been like, oh yeah, 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 two years and next year, two years, you're like, we'll have something. But it's like, it's like, like it, it does feel like, okay, we, oh. we might be on the verge of, of actually seeing something, you know, more tangible than what we, you know, obviously okay. what we have. All with, right. with, with, I'll with take the that. Persistent universe. I'll take that to the bank. I've never yeah, heard you talk yeah. like this. So, we we'll, might we'll, be we'll, something here. Mark it ne- next year, <laughs> next, uh, you know, next uh, summer game fest E three. It's like you know, let's see some Star Citizen. <laughs> All right, we'll see if Nick's gonna buy Al a beer or if Al's gonna <laughs> buy <right>. Nick soda. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's uh, that's interesting, man. That's that's interesting. So it was fun. I, I saw you won some kind of song contest. Oh, oh, yeah. yeah so uh, they, uh, a lot of the community does uh, what's called Bar Citizen. Mm. uh so they're they're having it virtually uh you know again pre-pandemic these were happening yeah and again it's just a chance for you know uh local you know star citizen fans to kind of meet up you know just you know meet up together you know have drinks or and just meet and whatnot uh but virtually uh uh, the soul citizens uh i highly recommend them a good group um uh they were they were doing their their virtual bar citizen uh, and yeah, one of the things was a soundtrack uh, contest, and, and like, surprisingly, like, there were a lot of like other soundtrack experts. I, they, they were they were putting me to task. Really? <laughs> yes, yes. But 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 uh, it's like I want you know. In the end, I was able to win the contest. And it was like yes, mm. <laughs> finally, you putting that useless knowledge to work. <laughs> I was gonna say, I'd be very shocked for you to lose that battle. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so funny. No, it's um. That's pretty wild. All right, no, I don't want to interrupt you. You're on a good roll here. I'm, I'm loving with the uh, the recap. This is good stuff. Yeah, so I, I think that's, that's it game-wise. Uh, show-wise, and I think we talked about this, uh, Star Trek, hello. Oh, my oh, God. Oh, my God. <laughs> you hadn't watched it yet, but the last episode, you yeah, were kind yeah. of on the fence about uh, yeah. Uh, signing up for the subscription service was i right that it was fucking worth it just for that absolutely yeah star trek new worlds and oh and I, I came to the realization and it's not that necessarily the other like you know i watched picard and and discovering whatnot it's not necessarily necessarily those are 
bad, but I realized Star Trek, I think, works better at episodically. Yes! That's what I, I was trying to describe to you last month when we were talking about it, that there was something about this that felt more Star Trek than anything in the yeah. past, like, five years, and that is exactly it. If you yeah. think back to TNG, like... Very few episodes were continuous, and it might be two or three part episodes tops. Yeah, yeah, you'd have like maybe a, like a small running arc, and and they always uh -huh. had kind of like you know the the overall the like overall inter story, inter yeah. interpersonal relationships and and whatnot. But there was never you know like when when you watch Discovery, when you watch uh, both seasons of Picard, like there is a a a you know stem to stern arc that takes place. Yeah. It's it basically it's a miniseries. And I and the problem is, and uh, and I think that's where I see this in the fandom. And I, I think even in a sense, uh, Star Wars. Now, now again, not that Star Wars works better episodically, but I think it, it somewhat suffers the same problem with the fandom. Yeah. Where if if you're not invested in the story, the overall arcing story that they're trying to tell, then you're you're basically out the entire miniseries. Absolutely. Know. Exactly. Whereas, you know, the episodic Star Trek of, especially when it comes to like, you know, I think the, the way, you know, Star Trek is always told like, you know, I say parables, but, you know, yes! uh, putting modern, modern day um, <laughs> struggles uh, through a futuristic yeah, lens. Exactly. Exactly. That where if you can put it into a, a, a say bite sized episodic thing, it's much more digestible than trying to hit someone in the face with that same thing during an entire five. Yeah. Yeah. Five yeah. episodes, dude, five, 10, 12 oh, episodes. Yeah. It is the best Star Trek I've seen since TNG. I love it. Yeah. And, and, and so yeah, swinging, bringing it back. It's like, yeah, it, it, so it's, it's not only episodic, but it's like, it, it, it feels like old Trek again. And yeah, I think, I think they really hit it on a good one in here. And, and, to your other point, I love all the characters. I love the fucking crew oh, yeah. so much. Yeah. They're all great. Like, and obviously, and I forget his name again, but the guy that plays Pike. Uh, uh, was it Ant Anton Mount, I think? Yes, yeah. I think that's it. He is phenomenal as a oh, captain. Yeah. He, 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 like, you can kind of see, like, whether they wrote him like this or not, but, like, he has, like, kind of these Kirk-isms, so to speak. So it's like, you know, it's like, you know, Kirk could have easily picked up some of the stuff, but but he's his own personality, so he's not like he's like not look like Kirk two point or whatever. But you, know, you could it's, you could see where he would have influenced Kirk. Yeah, exactly. It's it's I have nothing bad to say about that show. I'm not caught up yet. Um, I don't know if they actually ended this season yet or not. No, I think it's still um, running. But I'm on. I'm gonna say I I got up to about episode four, and then sh Stranger Things. Oh, uh, oh yeah, 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 and another series comes out. It's like oh. all these summer series, man. And dude, I, I love this time of year. Love this time of year. But yes, no, I'm with you. Um, Strange New Worlds is, if you are a Star Trek fan, and you're like, ah, I don't want to spend on the, another subscription, just, just fucking do it. Like, yeah. seriously, if you want to wait till it's all done, someone will spoil it for you. That's your, your deal. Uh, but you will have an absolute blast. Uh, getting the subscription service, getting caught up. It's hour-long episodes. I've never sat... I haven't had one episode where I was like, ah, that was a snore. And it's one of the first series where, like, I've been watching them all over again. It's probably why I'm behind. But, like, I keep <laughs> yeah, watching them over again before I do it because I'm enjoying it so yeah, much. Exactly, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, no, I'm, I'm with you. It's fantastic. The other one you got... <clears throat> 
<clears throat> I'm having a hard time with this one, but I want to hear your thoughts. <laughs> uh, oh, uh, the Kenobi series. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so well, now now we're we're uh, four episodes in, only two episodes left. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually have been enjoying it thoroughly. Um, I gotta I gotta get back on. It. I'm only in, I, I watched two episodes. Okay. My brother and I brother in law and I watched two episodes. Mm-hmm. Um. I like it. I like it. I like it. I don't want to say I don't like it. I like it. Yeah, yeah. It's, I wouldn't say I'm hooked yet. Like, again, and that, and that was coming off of Strange New Worlds when I watched the first episode. I was like, holy fuck, I want yeah, more it, of this it, now. It, it's definitely like, it will It will not, it, it, yeah, you'll have, it'll have a hard time holding up to, I think, Star Trek, Strange New Worlds and all that. So it's like, if you, if you, if it's between the two, I'd actually go Star Trek. Um, okay, that's that's a shock. Your Star Wars fan, <laughs> yeah, yeah. but I I do have to put this out there. I have to mm-hmm. put this out there. It just reinforces why Ewan McGregor was such a great choice for Obi Wan Kenobi. Oh, he oh, is yeah. fabulous. Like, yeah. like it's, it, it's, it, it, it's, he nails the role, and and oh. and uh, I, I will say what where you're already four episodes in, only two episodes left, and I'm already saying like, oh man, I I I hope there's you know I I just want more. Like, because I feel okay. like there there is more story to tell here, and they have I think they have teased a season two, uh, at some point. Um, okay, but yeah, like I I feel it's you know it's gonna be it's gonna be this short and sweet thing, and it's like you know I I think it is gonna kind of leave us wanting more. I, I don't think I, don't, I like I have a feeling things are not gonna get resolved very well. Uh, that's that's what I'm feeling. Like even two episodes in, I'm like, there's a lot here for just six episodes yeah. that they have to cover. Yeah, and and that's probably why I am enjoying it. It's like yeah, it's like like again, like you said, like Ian McGregor is just nailing. Oh, you know, he, he, like he's stepping back into that role again. Um, I'm I'm you know I'm liking the 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 story of where they're taking. I you know I won't spoil it for those that haven't seen it yet. Sure, sure. Um, but uh, it's like it's like oh okay, uh, I'm into right. this ride. <laughs> okay, so I'm gonna do my homework between now and okay. the next episode, which I'm hoping is just two weeks from now and not four. Uh, <laughs> I will get caught up on this because again, yeah. I I did enjoy the first two episodes that I saw with my brother-in-law. I just I I wasn't hooked hooked, but right. I'm finished. We're almost done with Stranger Things uh, season four part one. Yes, that's a mouthful. Well, in um, two weeks it should be done, so you'll be able to watch the you know, entire series. So that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. So it's but. Yes, good shit. All right. I think that's, is that it for you? Uh, I think that is it. I'm, uh, yeah. All right. Oh, oh, wait. Oh, there, there, oh, was, there, was one, there was one more. It's not a show. It's a movie. <laughs> oh, oh, yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, it, yeah, I think it's the first time I've been to the movies since the, since the pandemic. And holy crap, Top Gun Maverick. Let, wow. let, let me just say... It is absolutely worth trying to see that in theaters. Um, you know, it, it, take take your due precautions and all that. And, you know, total, totally respect that. Sure. But it's like this is one of those movies. Like, yeah, you want to see this in theaters? Like, it's okay. just like the level of immersion. Now, I watched it in standard. I didn't watch it in IMAX or or they have a they have okay. A 4D, no, that's 4, good to know. Four D IMAX, which I've been told like that's even better. Like, you know, spray water in your face and wind and all this. <laughs> <laughs> It's like being at the uh, the amusement, but I I watched it standard, and it yeah, it was absolutely worth seeing wow. in theaters. Um, I, I I the way I would describe it is if you if you saw Ford versus Ferrari, um, now I didn't get to see that in theaters. I ended up uh, it's a great movie though. Holy fuck! Yeah, but watching it, you know, kind of watching it with a home theater system, like oh man, this would have been fantastic to watch in theaters. And I kind of like kicking myself for never having you yeah. know gone to see it at the time. But yeah, like the level of immersion and 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 
like I say, sound design in 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 Ford and Ferrari, like it, it really felt like it's like yeah, it's like you feel like you're in this race car. That's so and, cool. And yeah, just the in the way they did Top Gun uh, Maverick is like the same thing. Like you know, if you watch the behind the scenes, like they were actually in. The fighter jets now yeah they were riding in the second seat but the way they have it set up and the where they're cutting and editing and everything put together it's like yeah you feel like you're in the plane with the pilots and, and so cool man and it's, I a, think that it's was a great a, story too well i was gonna say that was a big draw to the first one um because at the time you know there was never anything like that like yeah and you you felt like you were in the seat um, and it gave you a look inside the airplane. So now, I guess my first question, better than the mm-hmm. first? And I love the first. That is a classic I, killer I, of 80s movies. Yeah. Well, the thing is, I actually watched the Top Gun in preparation for Top Gun Maverick. It's like, okay, you know what? I need, I need a refresher course. Let's watch the first say, one. not for the first time, right? I don't have no, to no, 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 no. I haven't okay. seen it. Like, I, but I, it's like one of those, I need to watch it all the way through before I watch the second one. Just, you know, yeah, just re- to... refresh. And, you know, it'll probably, you know, and, and there are a lot of, uh, I say, Easter eggs and nods. Nods back. Yeah. All right. Other, other than, you know, it's like, you know, surprisingly, and, and, I'm I'm trying to recall, but it's surprising. I don't think they do too many catchphrase. Oh, thank God! In, in the second <laughs> one. Although, although they definitely make nods to those catchphrases. Oh, that's wonderful! As part of that, I think. Okay. Um, and okay. and you'll you'll know the scenes like it's like oh oh, yeah. oh I've seen never, oh I see I see where we're going with this. Okay, yeah. Um, yeah, you don't you don't get I don't get the need the need for speed like you you don't get that and you know you you do have like like uh, say like uh, ch- somewhat cheesy lines I guess but no but not, no no bare shirted volleyball scenes please no there is uh, it's not volleyball it's not volleyball <laughs> but it, but yeah there is yeah <laughs> no I joke I joke I joke but that is like that was the one scene where it was like. Uh, you know what? They're just showing off their cast. Like, oh, yeah. well, I, again, su- surprisingly, when, when they have the scene in, in two, it's not. I don't feel it's as overdone as it is in one. Okay, like, fair enough. And, and that's and that's the thing. Like watching the entire thing, like they'll they'll have the they have these callbacks, but won't it won't necessarily like beat you over the head or like oh here it comes. It's like here's here's the here's the catchphrase or here's the thing from the first one. That's like good. It's, I, I say it's it's done tastefully and it's like and you, you'll watch it like ah ah gotcha. I, I see where you're going. No, I, I really I really want to see it. Um yeah. I, I I again I thought the, the first movie was a great movie. Mm-hmm. The writing was good. Uh it probably may not hold up as well for people today, but again, you have to you have to be able to kind of rewind yourself back to be a product of the time. Like Nick and I were, you know, this was the height of the cold war. Um, and it, it, that is definitely a big part of the backdrop of the first top gun. And yeah. it's, um, it's just a well done movie, but you know, it's, it's funny. Everyone I know that's gone to see this is saying the same thing that you are like, this <laughs> is a fucking whopper. Like it's yeah. a, it is yeah. the jaws summer blockbuster of 2022. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, like the story now. And, and, and here's the kicker. I don't know if it's the case of like, cause obviously this was going to release, I think in. It was going to release around summer, the time flight simulator did. Yeah. Well, I think it was like summer of 2020 was its original release date uh, yeah. more or less. Um, but obviously, you know, COVID is like, and they went to this whole, like, okay, we cannot release this uh, via streaming. Um, 
And you know, having watched it, I I would agree. Like I, yeah, I you know, all right. And you know, obviously you can't see it in streaming right now. This is not released like the other movies have, where it's either like done a limited theater release plus, you know, uh, streaming or whatever. Now I'm sure eventually it will, but it's like I, I think they did make the right decision. Like again, this is worth. It feels that way. That's yeah, a it's a theater yeah. movie, and yeah, I totally this is get it. absolutely a theater movie. It was worth <laughs> the wait, and I I am curious. Like, did they use the time to like? make it that much better um possible sure and like digital grading and shit i wouldn't doubt it well not even just like visuals just like just you know down like like editing yeah pickups editing you know something just to you know put it that extra bit of sheen um i say that uh you know uh i'll I'll make a callback to now granted this wasn't a grand blockbuster but john carpenter's uh the thing yes oh good callback uh if you if you look up uh, the behind the scenes for this, and I can't remember the reason. Uh, there was there was oh, some kind of delay or something. That? Yeah, was it a strike? Uh, it may have been. Uh, but yeah, but basically there was something where like the, the movie production uh wasn't shut down, but it was like it was put on hiatus. Yeah, and and the whole team, you know, uh, Carpenter had like I think an additional like six months or something to kind of work on. Yeah. Refinements yeah. and editing, and and I think they did do some pickups. And now, granted, <laughs> again, it wasn't a blockbuster at the time, but it comes this very, very cult classic, and it, it's a very well oh, executed movie. movie you know, it's one and, of my favorite movies of all time. Yeah, exactly. And and it, you know, watching it nowadays, like you know, I think it still holds up. But maybe, oh you know, fuck yeah, child, dude, I just watched it last the, weekend. Yeah, child of the eighties, and it's like you, you realize the level of suspense is just like perfect throughout, and it's like it's it's you know the perfect whodunit. I love rewatching and trying to determine. And like okay at what point were what people, point? people infected yes yes yeah, it's like who, who who's the thing at this point in the movie um and again i've probably and i'm sure you're with me i've probably seen this movie 50 times oh yeah and, yeah and, and like I'll, yeah, I'll do the same thing every time it's like, it's like is he is he infected by this point i can't remember oh man and it's like <laughs> you've never seen it and you're listening to this show a i'm very shocked yeah yeah it's like uh, b, go out and see it <laughs> stop whatever the fuck you're doing and go watch it like it is it is a masterclass in suspense horror movies. It's so well done. And to your point, I think it absolutely holds up. It's a great movie. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if they use that extra time to just like, you know, just make it just yeah. right for to, to what it is now. And oh, man, I, I am also kind of hoping they have either like a director's cut or just like extended footage of like behind the scenes like i've seen some of the cuts on everything yeah yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> it's like just give it all yeah let, let me say everything i know um, they cut it for theater so just give me all the shit you really want to put into it and i'll fucking exactly. sit and watch all three and a half hours. exactly <clears throat> but yeah no it's i'm i'm looking forward to seeing it i don't think i'll get a chance unfortunately to see it in theaters at least until we can get you know the vaccine for for my three-year-old yep sure, sure. but um unless i can go see it empty because again like Amber and I were on the fence. We went and saw uh, Jackass Forever. Mm. And it was literally me and her and one into the theater. And there was, there was, a, she looked, she was probably a grandmother and her teenage grandson uh, in the middle of the theater. And then there was a couple at the back. And the best was you could, I hate to say grandmother, because she was probably my age or Amber's age. <laughs> and I swear to God, dude, it was start to finish. I laughed so fucking hard through that entire movie and it was like we got done 
we're walking out, and uh, the grandmother and her, her teen comes out, and Amber and I are like, yo, can we just say how fucking cool it is you're here with either your teenage son or grandson to see a jackass movie? And she's like, oh, me and jackass go way back. She's like, I gotta educate this little asshole. <laughs> oh, it was great. And, uh, but yeah, that one, when that comes out, Nick, holy shit, you gotta watch that. Like, that is, like, shocking Charlie on the couch funny. Oh, no. Um, <laughs> Dude, there were scenes in that I couldn't fucking breathe. But uh, yeah, that aside, like, um, I was very, very nervous about going to see this. Just, I, you know, this this reeks of blockbuster. Well, well that was like, the, that was the crazy part because I was in KOP uh, to okay. go see it at the at the now was again it was an IMAX, but it was it was opening regular, weekend, yeah. opening weekend Saturday. Oh, it was opening Saturday! Wow. Yeah, opening weekend Saturday, and I went in one of their five hundred seat you know multi level oh, yeah. theaters, thinking like, oh yeah, you know, it's this is gonna be crazy packed. You know, it's got to be. Yeah. And they were like <laughs> me and ten people. That must have rocked. Oh yeah, I, I basically had the you know the whole set of rows to myself, and it was like this is perfect. <laughs> That's amazing. Like this is the way to see it. Like completely undisturbed. You know, I didn't have to worry about you know like you know a crying baby or something like that, or or you know like you know some. And this some is coming from somebody with a baby. Well, not not so much anymore. She's a toddler. I fucking hate you. <laughs> There are two people I hate in theaters. It's the people who bring their fucking baby, and it's the assholes talking on their phone. Oh man! It, or or they're or, or they're just, texting. They got, or they texting. got you know, like you get the bright light and just like disturbing. Can't your you just fucking put like, that shit put down, down for a fucking hour and a half? You <laughs> fucking reject. Sorry. Anyway, yeah. So and and I'll be honest with you, that's half the reason I haven't gone to theaters in years. This was even pre-pandemic. And it was one of those, like, I remember saying to Am when we went and saw Jackass, I was like, man, I just hope there's no assholes in the theater. And I think that's what made it so special, was it mm. was like, you could just tell it was six of us, and everybody was a fan. And we were just watching it, and just, the six of us were laughing loud enough for an entire theater. Like, that right. was that was actually really fun. Like, everybody was just fucking dying at this movie. But yeah, anyway. Um, no, I'm definitely going to see it. I, I, I love the first movie. I, I'm really excited to see what they do with the Pete Mitchell Maverick character. Oh yeah, um, yeah. Uh, yeah, again that that part's very well done. I assume that like they've touched on because this is the thing when the first Top Gun came out, there was a naval aviation school called Top Gun mm -hmm. um, at the time. Uh, Top Gun, I think, was closed in the mid '90s, maybe. Um, uh, can't remember. Maybe maybe late '90s, late '90s, early 2000s, but it closed. And, like, when I saw they were making a sequel, I was like, oh, wow, I wonder if they're going to handle, like, what happens. You know, he was going to be an instructor at Top Gun. And what happened there? So oh, oh cool. yeah. They, they, they actually, they, they make the comment on that. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, they, they don't leave much open. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Obviously, they, I, I guess they're, they're you know, they don't fill in all the gaps. But, they, right, I, but I, think, I think they fill in enough and answer your questions like, what has he been doing all these years? Yeah. Yeah, the only other thing I have to ask before we move on to what I've been playing mm -hmm, mm -hmm. is Strickland in the movie. No, the I don't know. Dead. I don't. The actor's dead. I think he Are died. Are you kidding me? No, yeah, I'm sure he died. No, no, yeah. no, yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah, no. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wait a minute, James Tolkien. He is still alive. You piece of shit. Is he really? I thought he died. James Stewart Tolkien, born 1931. Aren't you an asshole? <laughs> <laughs> an asshole. <laughs> And just what? the picture, the picture. Three, 90 years. Look at him. Go. Wow. Look at him he, go. Uh, holy shit. He still looks the same. 
It's a 2019 <laughs> picture to Back to the Future convention. <laughs> Surprisingly, he, he was not in it. He was not, he would, but they do, they do bring back. Uh, yeah, and I don't think this is too much of a spoiler. Are you playing full of rubber dog shit? No, no, there is no. Yeah, right. like that would have been funny if that if something like that happened. Maybe well, Top Gun three. Uh, but they do bring uh, Val Kilmer back. How? You you'll have to watch the All movie. Right. It, 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 right. it is it is very very well done, very touching. Uh, the way okay. they they handle that. Um, no, it's and, it's uh, it's cool. If you haven't seen it, by the way, Nick, I think it's on Prime. Um, uh, his his uh, documentary. His documentary. Yes. Did you yeah, see yeah, that? Yeah. 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 Oh, oh man, so good. That so is good. a fucking heart wrench, but it was so. Yeah. Um. Like, yeah. You know? But yeah, like the same. You know, like okay. like it, they they actually handle that very 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 well. Uh, oh, I can't wait to see that. Yeah. I, I was, uh, I, I, you, 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 I'd say like that, that's like one of the more moving parts of, of the film. That's really cool, man. Cause like, I had heard that I had heard he made an appearance in it. And at the time, all I had heard was like, he had been pretty sick with cancer. Mm-hmm. And then Amber and I watched his uh, documentary. Uh, it's called Val. It was on prime video. I don't know if it still is. Um, I think it's still there. It's phenomenal. Like, Again, I wasn't even the biggest Val Kilmer fan. And he'd probably agree with me. Like, I had heard a lot of people saying he was just a raging douchebag on a lot of movie sets. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, I was just, I don't know. He was just one I was like, yeah, he's cool. And I like seeing him in movies. I don't know. I don't want to watch something. But, I, you know, after hearing he was sick, I was really curious as to, like, what has he been doing? And it's actually a really amazing movie about somebody kind of growing into just a genuine human being after being faced with like, mm. you know, basically a career ending yeah. uh, life, you know, life uh, uh, event. And um, yeah, highly recommend it. All right. No. And now I'm even more geared to see it as I had heard he was in it. And I thought it was just a rumor. Yeah. And then you think like, Oh, it's like maybe it's something super cheesy or whatever. Like, no, it, it, it it's actually pretty moving when he's in it. So that's cool, man. No, I, I gotta, I gotta check that out. But um, yes. So that is on my list. If, and only if, I can tear myself away from my Steam Deck. Uh, yeah, it's like anything, anything good, new on that, or uh, any, any highlights for that? Oh my god, I have got 57 games installed on my Steam Deck. <laughs> and you, you have like the big the big Bertha one, right? Yes, yes, I bought the Bertha one. I, again, if you're going to get it, if you're going to get a deck, get the Bertha. Um, two reasons. Aside from the space, that space is powered by NVMe. Um, NVMe is like the latest tech in solid state. I have one in my main desktop PC. There's solid state and then there's NVMe, which is like super performant solid state technology. Like I can load a Total War Warhammer 3, you know, the campaign map or a battle map in like four seconds. Holy crap. Yeah, dude, NVMe is nothing to fuck around with. That's on my main desktop. But what makes it great on the deck (laughs) is like, you could just, you know, uh, you, you, it, it's, and again, I, I can't say enough, like, this is an incredibly powerful piece of hardware. Um, I have played Death Stranding on it, and it plays fine. I played, um, here, I'm gonna, I'm actually gonna pull my deck out now. Pull my deck out. Um, <laughs> oh my god, he's pulling his deck out. <laughs> uh, just, I'll go through some of the ones that I have and stuff. I know a lot of people are like, well, how did it run? Uh, you know, newer games. And so far, the newer games that I have, it runs fine. Where I'm finding that I'm having the most fun with this, though, is a lot of the games that I would play normally on my PC that I've been dying to play on the couch. Um, 
like you know i've talked about it a lot on on here one of my favorites role-playing game series right now is the legends of heroes trails series mm. uh, i started going and playing trails in the sky i'm on the second game now which is trails in the sky second chapter and it's a good you know uh, 32-bit jrpg kind of like playstation era graphics it's like those games were made for this thing and, and it's awesome right. but i've been playing like uh, kepler that's a, a new kind of survival game kind of looks like Rimworldish. um wildermyth which i've talked about on here before one of my favorite games of all time um it is a role-playing game like tabletop kind of comic book style looking but it's like D, but you create you have you start out with three characters um and you're like you start out as basically like village farmers in a massive story arc and you'll by the time you reach the end you'll be like two generations in of like your children's children fighting the, the final big bad and it's procedurally generated storytelling and writing with your characters and stuff and it's wonderful writing and um <laughs> it's perfect on the deck. Uh, Wildermyth, I, I can't recommend that enough, even off the Steam Deck. It's made for this thing, though. Nice. Uh, Curious Expedition 2, great on the deck. Black Skylands, great on the deck. For the King, uh, all the remastered Final Fantasies. I, oh, and I've, I've, uh, I'm finally working my way through with the intent to beat the entire series. I'm about halfway through now. Uh, Nino Kuni remastered uh, Wrath of the White Witch. Ooh. That is a fantastic RPG, uh, Studio Giblet inspired graphics mm-hmm. and uh, animation. Very, very good. <laughs> um, let's see, what else am I playing? Just gonna check one more thing. I want to try to pull like something pretty powerful because again, I know people are like skeptical about this thing. Uh, Bloodstained. I've been playing that. Not necessarily powerful, but a great game. All the remastered Final Fantasies. Disco Elysium. Uh, that runs great. Oh, I've been playing uh, Hard Space uh, Shipbreaker. Oh, yeah. I've been meaning to uh, play that on Game Pass. It's like, how is that? It's, I heard it's very chill. Oh, dude, it is It is so chill, especially if you're on your couch with a Steam Deck. Nice. No, but it's, that one, I, I got to tell you, it has a very weird zen to it. Um, You're basically, you know, a, a worker... Uh, possibly the clone of, of yourself repeatedly, uh, but basically <laughs> you you apply for a job at this, com- this company in the like, far, far future that breaks down uh, ships, basically like a mm-hmm. scrapyard. Yeah. And um, basically by the time you apply for the job, go through the training program, get your clone system set up, you're two trillion credits in debt. <laughs> and Even in the future, there's debt. Yes, and the whole point of this game is to work off your debt by salvaging these ships and salvaging the parts, and um, you know, and you'll if you die, that's okay. They're gonna regenerate you. You're gonna come back to work the next day. <laughs> and, like, it's cool. Um, it's very very chill in that like you'll have different ships. You have to under, you'll have to like look at them structurally and see where like the separation points are, and then you got this tool to ah. do your cutting, and you have this tool to do your melting and then there's like a demolition tool and it's dangerous like basically you have like raw materials which you cut off and throw into a furnace with like this propulsion gun that you have or it'll grapple onto things and if you grapple onto something heavy and pull like you'll pull yourself toward it Mm -hmm. if you grapple onto something heavy and pull you'll pull it towards you and if you're not careful you'll smash yourself in the face (laughs) um, which i've done several times um but yeah so you have a furnace that you throw raw materials in 
and then like a, a, a storage facility that you throw like components and more expensive electronic stuff in. Um, but it gets very, very tricky. Like if you rocket something over there and it doesn't quite go in, it'll still float on its own, you know, capacity in space. But if you're like me, you start getting impatient. You want to finish up your day's work. You're running out of oxygen. And uh, I go to push it in, and then I realize I went too far and basically crossed the event horizon for either the furnace or the uh, component oh, thing. No. And has a slight vacuum thing, sucks you in and destroys you, and you die. And then you come back to work the next day. <laughs> um, it's very cool. If you like just the, the um, act of, like, slowly taking something apart, crawling around the insides of a ship mm-hmm. um, to take stuff out of it, and slowly turn, you know, what what looks like, you can crawl inside it, like a fully functional spaceship, and there's a whole bunch of different ones. And then, like, there's hazards inside. It could be exposed wires, or it could be, like, corrosive materials. It's fun. It's a fun challenge, but it's really relaxing, and um, I, I highly recommend it. It runs beautifully on the Steam Deck. And uh, nice. even if you're not going to play it on the deck, like... It's a game I could see you becoming obsessed with, to be honest. Like, it's a good one. I think you would have a lot of fun streaming with your crew. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, um, is it multiplayer? I don't know. I uh. don't think so. Hold on. I have to... I, I don't want to say that for sure. Um, I'm looking right now. No, it is single player. Okay. Uh. <laughs> but it it is one of those, like, the shit that could happen is is worth streaming because a lot mm. of it like like a scanner is yeah i'm looking at the wiki thing right now a scanner can also be used to identify possible hazards the ships featured in the game are procedurally generated and each of them features potential hazards that can kill the player for instance players may accidentally cut through electrical wires or coolant pipes resulting in a huge explosion <laughs> <laughs> uh there's also a trigger an uncontrolled decompression causing the player alongside all objects and items in a room to be flushed out from the ship like, it's cool, man. It's definitely cool. Uh, yeah, like, one of the most valuable items in the game is the ship reactor. Once it's pulled out from its coolant casing, players need to bring it to the deposit location as quickly as possible, or else it will melt down and trigger a huge explosion. Oh, no. <laughs> it's very fun, man. I highly recommend it. I think you'll really enjoy it. Uh, but yes, I have not run into something yet on the Steam Deck that I would say was unplayable. Um, unless it was, like, just not designed for... Uh, the control scheme that's there, and even then, the computer, the community generally comes through with a decent uh, control scheme. But there's just some stuff that may. Yeah, not I, work. I imagine like those aren't you know, uh, what is it like the I say the check mark, but you know, checked off for for the. Uh, uh, you can ignore that, um, oh, <clears throat> mainly because true. yes, if it is a green check mark, it'll run flawlessly. If it's a yellow check mark, you're fine. Um, nine times out of ten, it just might be that the text is a bit smaller. Uh, just because of the the form factor, I have not run into any of those problems. Um, even the ones that are like we haven't tested this yet, I've probably done about twenty of those, and I'd say eighteen are fine. Uh, one, I think it was just because it was completely incompatible with Proton, um, which is the uh, the uh, Linux OS kind of running behind the scenes. Okay. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and the other was um, it like required a mouse. It had no way ah. of of and and that would have been fine but it also required a keyboard input that you couldn't remap to joystick buttons joysticks okay other than that though i've had no problems it's probably my favorite thing that i've ever got myself i've had so much fun with it um with that i've been playing trails in the sky uh chapter two 
Uh, that's been my main one. Nino Cooney has been my other main one. Uh, I, I dabbled in Elder Scrolls Online this week, just with the new expansion releasing. Um, that, that is a phenomenal game. Like, it's a phenomenal single-player multiplayer game in that, like, I can play that by myself. There's a huge, rich story to enjoy. It's a ton of fun. If you're even remotely interested in the Elder Scrolls setting, like, it's really worth a look. It's free to play, but the subscription service, I think they've really nailed uh, masterfully is if you pay the subscription service, I think it's $12.99 a month, you get every single bit of DLC they've ever released, it's all included, and you can play easily, like, 300 hours of a game mm. for that, you know, monthly price. And by the time you're getting close to halfway through, they'll release another expansion. I've never I've never caught up. Um, it's very good. Uh, the other one I'm enjoying Nick, that I really like another good one to stream once you get your head around it is uh, Songs of Six. Have you heard of this one? No, it's in early access. It is a city builder, but they're calling it a city state builder, hmm. and I can see why. It's a massive, like, like one of those games where you like click and drag the zone for a building, like this is uh, you know, and then like the outer part is your walls. And then, like, it's this is going to be the barracks for now until you can make separate bedrooms. And this is going to be the hunter's shack. And this is going to be the, you know, whatever. You get the idea. And you start out with, like, six settlers. And <clears throat> you have to, like, satisfy the needs that they need at the time. It'll start out with food. Like, you just need to start bringing in enough food between growing crops and hunting animals to have a surplus to where they can survive and be happy. Then they need a place to sleep. And the more you start satisfying their needs, the more you'll have immigrants of, you know, many types wanting to come to your city. And it's fantasy-based. And right now I'm just trying to make a city of humans because I really don't want to make it harder on myself with, with like, interspecies conflict at this point. <laughs> but um, what's really cool is you'll get to a point where you start going on the macro level where it's like, You've now got a great city blueprint that's working great, and then you could just start, like, building massive scale to where you're basically building a city-state. And then it takes the next phase. They implemented combat a few months ago, where then you can start fighting against other city-states. So it's like if you're training your populace and you're arming them, then there's, like, this whole battle thing where you can, like, take over other territories or plunder. I haven't gotten there yet, but, like, <clears throat> I've watched videos of people that have, and it's really neat. Like, it's really well done. This is, like, one of those, like, grand building games that I can see. If they deliver on the promise this has so far, and the game is pretty damn jam-packed. Like, you could easily play this for 100 hours as it is. And uh, it looks like they're well on their way to delivering all the stuff they want to deliver for a 1.0, and rather quickly. Uh, if this sounds like something you'd enjoy, like, again, a building game with, like, a lot of options and a lot of, like... You know, you want to settle by a river and have a fishing economy. Like, you can do all that. It's really, really neat. Um, I'm enjoying it a lot. So I've been playing that off and on, basically by going with a YouTube walkthrough video from uh, this great dude, uh, Icon, Icon Gaming, uh, who plays a lot of these games and really, like, figures it out and then walks you through. Because I will say this is kind of overwhelming. It doesn't have a great tutorial. Uh, so until you watch, like, again, it's early access, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't have to put that in yet, yeah. So I highly recommend, like, watch a video, watch Icon, I'll, I'll push his channel, he's great. Uh, his uh, version 0.61 walkthrough on Songs of Six 
Watch the first episode. I guarantee you, you'll be like, I want to go play this fucking game. It's great. Yeah, I'm um, look, look at the quick Steam thing on it. It's like, this is pretty interesting looking. It's very fun. Yeah, it's got that, you know, kind of retro bit look to it. and Like Rimworldy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And Dwarf Fortress even. A little better than that. Yeah, it's totally worth picking up. I, I'm really enjoying it. Um, yeah, that's pretty much what I've been playing as far as watching um, Star Trek Strange New World. Like I said, I had to put that on pause. My wife and I are, I think, on episode six of Stranger Things Season 4, Part 1. Dude, I swear to God this series can do no wrong. Like, <laughs> is, is that good, huh? It's, it, it might be the best season yet. Might. Nice. It's, it's really, really, really good. Um, again, just that the whole cast, they're so perfect, and the story's great. Uh, and again, they, they kind of give it a D&D bent as far as, like, who the enemy is this time. Um, what I love, you know, it's taking place in the late 80s now. They start getting into the whole D&D satanic panic um, at the time uh, when Nick mm. and I were growing up. A lot of the grown-ups thought D&D meant we were uh, killing goats <laughs> in our basement. Casting spells. And they really get into that and, and the hysteria of that. I think it's a really cool backdrop to the actual gory shit that's happening with the the monsters of Stranger mm. Things. It's very, very good. If you if you have been watching the series, you're probably already done with it. I'm just slow. Um, but if you haven't watched it yet, go watch it. It's great. And they have not let me down yet. It's It's been a wild ride. And the part two will be two more episodes to finish it off, I think, next month. So it's very good. Absolutely worth it. If you have Netflix, just go watch it. You'll have a blast of six hours, seven hours, whatever it is. Uh, yeah, that's that pretty much caps what I've been watching uh, and what I've been playing. Um, release highlights. I know we talked about this a little bit. The Elder Scrolls Online released High Isle this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it pulled so, me oh, back it's, in. it's out now. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Re- released yesterday, I think. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, it pulled me back in because I wanted to check it out. Uh, I'm nowhere near, um, well, I, I lie. Uh, Elder Scrolls scales, online scales for you. So, like, if you want to go run over to High Isle and check it out, you can totally do that. Uh, I'm just, I'm still stuck and not stuck, but playing in the area where I was trying to finish off a few quests last time. Mm. And, like, I haven't played in months, but I was like, oh, yeah, I remember that. I want to finish that up. So I'm doing that right now rather than playing the expansion. Um, but it's great. I, I, I will say uh, ESO has always done free-to-play very well. Um, and they, they do it right. Uh, where I'm not so sure on that is Diablo Immortal, which oh, also... Oh, really my is. God. <laughs> um, Let's talk right. about Diablo Immortal. All right. I'm going to preface this with I played it for about an hour, and that was today. Oof. Um, I... Graphically, it's okay. Um, Gameplay... Seems okay. Is this going to hook me? Probably not. Yes, I I got to the point where I beat like the intro chapter and then like and then it throws the door open and it's like oh no 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 and you made your first daily kill and blah 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 blah. Um, obviously after an hour I haven't felt compelled to even look at the shop. Um, I'll give it a fair shake. I will be honest and give it a fair shake. I'll play maybe. I'll give it four hours. Um. And I'll see if just how pervasive the please buy your super crystals is. I've heard plenty of stories, though, 
And it sounds like it's pretty obscene. Have you had more time with this? Uh, I have not played it, but I have been watching the coverage of it. Uh, so kind of watching some streams, kind of getting you know a feel for it, uh, looking up uh, some of the articles. And it, it's, it's oh my God. Like I, I, I think you kind of hit it right. It's like there is a serviceable game underneath it. Sure. It's, it's, it's literally being buried by the the appalling nature of the microtransactions within it and yeah. you could say like oh it's a mobile game isn't it you're kind of supposed to have these like like i have a hard time with that argument like and, and it feels like this is what gives mobile games such a bad rap you know mm -hmm. it's like you know it's like you kind of expect it from mobile games but like now granted i think there are a handful of mobile games that actually you know, it's like a serviceable game and you know, obviously they will always have microtransactions, but they do it in such a way that it doesn't beat you over the head with it. But for, no, from what it doesn't ever feel like absolutely required for yeah, you to enjoy the full game. Yeah, it's, it's not required and it's more like, you know, it's more the route of like, oh, it'll speed you up and, you know, and get to, you know, uh, pay, pay to pay to go faster type of thing. Which, which for me is about the limit of, of you know, my pay to win. But yeah, looking into, looking into this, uh, the breakdown is it will, you know, and, and take this as you will, because obviously it's like not all players are going to get, you know, go to this level of min maxing or whatever. But people have figured out that in order to min, you know, to max out your character, it will take 10 years of play plus one hundred and ten thousand dollars to fully max your character. And, and and you cannot do it without paying. And that's probably the big kicker here of, of this is absolutely pay to win. Yeah, it, in that there, I guess there's a crafting mechanic that it takes like uh, like certain kind of you know star gems or whatever, and you cannot get above I think it's like two stars without paying for something. That's insane to me. Yeah. Um, uh, I, you know. Uh, go ahead. No, I'm just gonna say, you know, a streamer that I've watched uh, now for quite quite some time, um, and I always enjoy his take on things, but I've been watching Co Carnage for. A few years now, I've been subbed to his channel for with my like Prime subscription for like two years in a row. He's really good, and I think he always gives a very fair shake to a lot of things. And he had a very interesting thing to say about Diablo Immortal, and it really got me thinking. And maybe that's the meat and potatoes of this episode before we close shop. But I, I have to say, he goes on. Uh, there's a YouTube video. I'll put the link in the show notes where he was talking about Diablo Immortal, and he said. You know, there are there are plenty of games that are free to play with a pay mechanic. And he goes, Diablo Immortal is definitely Blizzard trying to see how far they can push it with how much they can get people to pay to play to win. And he he really makes a good point that this game of all games is a real candidate for why there needs to be a rating system of how pervasive and how required the pay-to-win or how required the paywall is to experience the full game. And I was like, wow, that's really interesting. And he says, and he goes, like, he was just breaking it down. He's like, and I'm just, he's like, I'm spitballing here. But, like, is it just a game where it's like you're paying for more energy units so that you could just play more in a sitting? when it's a game that's meant to be like a little bit more passive, maybe that's a one out of five. Is it 
uh, just cosmetics, or maybe no, he's like just cosmetics. Maybe that's a one out of five. Is it cosmetics plus pay for energy units? Maybe that's a two out of five. Is it um, pay for uh, sections of the game that you won't normally get? Like he he breaks it down really interestingly, and he's like and. And he goes, all said, with all that listed, he's like, Diablo Immortal would be a 5 out of 5. Like, in order to get the full enjoyment of this game, you have to pay, and pay a lot. And it's very uh, subtle in how it ropes you in, so it's very um, predatory, the, the way he, he laid it out. Mm -hmm. Yeah, is that, uh, yeah, like, everything I'm seeing is absolutely, like, it's maximum predatory. Yeah, and and Co brings up a really good point. He's like, he was again, a lot of the people playing these free to play games are kids. Yeah. Because again, you don't have to spend money on it, and they have fun, and it, it's something to keep them busy for a little while. And it really ropes them in with like, oh, get this new look for your armor, and this and that, and you can pay this and pay that, and they just don't have a conception of the value of a dollar and it's just a number and like it sounds like diablo immortal it really is blizzard going how far can we push this um i'm i'm very interested to see as somebody who i think i've made no secret of this i absolutely abhor and hate and despise mobile gaming pretty much in every facet of its existence uh mainly because of this like it's it's yeah. a it's barely a game with money baked into it yeah, um, and, and yeah, it's just, it, it, you know, it's saying, and I'm going to go through a few of the names that, you know, uh, uh, now is, is there an icebreaker? So like, basically this is like the first toke is free type of thing, or is there like anything that you again, I have not hit a paywall yet. I played about an hour. I okay. completed the intro. And again, there's some quality here. Like, this is the sad part. Like mm -hmm. Deckard Kane is voicing Deckard Kane, the guy that does Deckard Kane. The story so far is very interesting. It takes place between Diablo 2 and 3. Mm. Um, again, I'm an hour in. The gameplay seems very, you know, for what it is, it's solid and kind of fun. Obviously, you all listen to me long enough. I probably won't be playing this next week. But <laughs> I will at least give this a fair shake because I really am curious. And I think I hit that point, but I, I wasn't able to verify because it was almost time to do the show. I had just finished the intro mission, and all of a sudden, like, this giant door opens, basically, you know, symbolically. And all these other options opened up, and I'm like, oh, boy. Like, what is all this? And I'm sure they're not free. Um, but I'll give it another look tonight. But it, it does feel like... Uh, I feel like I'm going to hit that wall pretty quickly. But I also have a coworker who's playing it, and... Uh, uh, my 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 uh, my buddy Adam is is really enjoying it, and he said he's put in a, quite a handful of hours at this point, and hasn't felt like an, an urge to pay. Uh, I guess the, the the incentive is there, but like he's just in trying to see how much of the game he can enjoy. So I was like, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna try that. I want to see how long till I either get bored as shit, or it just beats me over the head enough with like, oh, you should pay for this, right? Just say fuck you and shut it off. Um. And again, it's kind of sad because what's there, like the production values seem decent. I mean, for a mobile game, I can't imagine Decker Kane lending his voice to a fucking phone game. So it's like, it's a <laughs> right. little bit of a step above. Um, but I don't know. Like I said, I've only had an hour with it, so I don't want to necessarily give a verdict. 
but I've I have read and seen so much of just how pervasive the microtransactions are. So we'll see. Yeah, and and, and that's that's I would be curious like how soon does it hit and how often does it hit? Um, I mean, that's really the only thing I want to find out. Like, yeah. I think that's the only reason I'm playing this. At what point does it hit where it's like? I may not need to, but I feel like if I really want to enjoy this, I should pay. That's what I want to find out. Yeah, and and, and you know, and like you said, like the concern here is like, and I, I totally agree. Like, you know, I feel you know when it comes to any, not just mobile games, like any game, like there there should be an upfront because uh, I I think uh, there's even like a gotcha system in in this. Yeah. Like, it, it, like yeah, it's, it's like it all stops you. Know, everything from a game pass to cost obscurity with oh, the, yeah, there's the battle currency. pass like it's a five out of five dude for yeah, yeah. pushing you to pay hot state apparently like after you finish dungeons there'll be a limited time off you basically like pops up saying you can get more loot you know if you pay now pay 99 cents yeah, and I'm, it's, I'm, a, it's yeah. like wow it's like and the thing is it's like one of those like uh, blizzard shouldn't need to do this like it, that's it, what it, blows me away like you know it, the fact that it's such a well-known ip being Diablo, I mean, but it, it, you know, like apply, everybody would spend it, fifty bucks on that. Yeah, even if it was like a, a you know a mobile World of Warcraft or mobile Overwatch, like it, you, I think you'd still have the same arguments. Like it, you know, you, it's such a well-known IP. It's like why are you going leaning so hard into this thing, like this? This, this, this is absolutely insane. Uh, yeah. It's like you know, you, you, you like fully expect it out of like you know all, all the the humdrum games that the oh, yeah, like, yeah. push out mobile every other week type of thing. The only but, thing I'm not the only thing I'm surprised about with this one at this point is that I'm surprised they haven't thrown an NFT piece of armor in there. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm sure it's fucking just, coming with these just blockchain give it a little boardroom bit. Yeah, That's right. Give it a little bit. It'll be there. It's like good it's lord, assholes. And yeah, it's just like it, it, it's frustrating. It's very this. frustrating. And and, and uh, so, so anyway, like yeah, I would absolutely like to see a rating system and or you know, it's like um, especially when it comes to like gotcha stuff. It's like hands down, you should have a percentage rate of like what is what is the percentage rate? Yeah, of people deserve to know. Like, yeah. what is if I'm going to play this and not pay? Yeah, what's the percentage? And yeah, I don't think there's anything for like some games. You know, actually do put that up front, and it's like I yeah, absolutely Warframe does that. Yeah, appreciate when they do that. It's like, yes, thank you. Yeah, Warframe does that. They've been very upfront about that, and they have actually taken out a lot of the gotcha elements. If you remember, we talked about this on an mm, earlier episode mm, where mm. they were like, no, people were playing this like a slot machine, and that's not what we ever intended. Like, yeah, that's just wonderful. Yeah. And, th- and that's also the risk, too. Even, you know, Diablo, where it's like, it, I, I think it's more like if you get into the competitive aspect, the PvP yeah. aspect of it, it's yep. like, you're going to be on this constant drive. Like, it's like, oh, this guy's better than me because he's got. You know, he, yeah. you know, he's the whale. So I got, I got a whale harder type of thing. Yeah, and, I can't stand that shit. And like, you know, some people have said like, yeah, it's like, you know, I'm, uh, you know, uh, like a, a, a recovering gambling addict, and like this is hitting all my buttons oh, right yeah, now. Oh yeah, dude. And it's, it's like, it's like, you know, I, you know, it's like I play games for fun, but now it's like, I, you know, I can't play games for fun. I got to be, you know, it's not a safe zone for me anymore. Yeah, dude. I'm telling you, and it's totally predatory on, on folks that struggle with that. Like, yeah. it just drives me nuts. But yeah, so we'll see. I'll let you know when I hit that first paywall. Yeah. Um, yeah. I will play it until then, and I, I, I don't think it's going to take long. I'm surprised that hasn't happened in the first hour. And so was I. Um, yeah. Uh, just some quick upcoming releases. Um, the main thing I'm looking forward to, uh, Friday, Nick, I think I sent you a, a link for this a while back, the Quarry releases. 
Um, oh, this is the Dark Pictures one, right? This is a Dark Pictures yeah. one, like the summer camp one. It looks fantastic. Uh, I am currently playing through Little Hope. Uh, Amber and I have been playing through that. Uh, these games are fantastic. If you like, if you grew up watching like old horror anthologies, think like Tales from the Crypt and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Mm-hmm. These games are playing those, and there are so much choices and and forks in the road and potential for people to die like your experience can be completely different from the person next to you that has played the game um and so the quarry comes out it's professionally acted you got some david arquette action going mm-hmm. uh it, it looks great it looks great it looks fun i'm i'm so there for anything uh what is it big giant games i think they're called or super giant games uh when they make these games i'm there for every single one of them they are an absolute blast they're a fun ride and uh i can't wait can't wait uh um i'm gonna hold off on playing the quarry until at least until we finish new hope or little hope uh i do want to check out house of ashes after that and then i'll move on to this but they're great games they are fun they're well written they're scary um highly recommend it so yeah check it out awesome. i think yeah dude check it out if you haven't played like man and madame that was great we beat oh, that yeah, one yeah yeah that, that's awesome yeah we had a blast with that we beat that about a month ago uh, little hope we're probably halfway through just wonderfully creepy, beautiful games. And uh, Little Hope has... Or no, uh, Man and Madame had Uncle Donks from uh, uh, Lock and Key. Um, I don't know if you saw that on Netflix. No, no I didn't watch that one. That was a good one. But yeah, Duncan uh, from Lock and Key plays in that one. It's good. Uh, definitely check it out. They're fun, fun, fun games if you like horror anthologies. And uh, the creepy... I don't know who the creepy psychologist guy is in... Um, Man, the Dark Pictures anthology, but he is a fucking creepo, and I love him. <laughs> basically, again, like Tales from the Crypt, where it was like the Crypt Keeper, you have this guy who's like a psychologist analyzing you and your choices as you play the game, and like talking down on you on it. It's great. Um, but yeah, check him out. It's coming Friday. Uh, that's generally it. Uh, like Nick and I said, we got some great uh, game shows coming up. Uh, mainly the two big ones are going to be the Xbox Showcase on the 12th. We got Jeff Keighley's Shindig tomorrow. I don't know, maybe if I'm feeling extra motivated, maybe I'll stream or something. Probably not because it's a Thursday, so don't listen to anything I say. <laughs> uh, the Netflix I'm trip. Probably gonna try and stream like, I know it's streaming in the afternoon, but I'll probably you know do a watch of it in the evening. If you do, uh, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll watch for my notifications. If anything, watch yeah. for, for Retro Rental to pop up on Nick's chat feed. Uh, tomorrow and we can talk about it. Uh, Netflix of Tribeca uh, is on the 10th. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I just I don't watch much TV or movies anymore, but I'll check it out. But uh, the big one is obviously June 12th. You got the Xbox and Bethesda Showcase. Uh, to Nick's point, I'm more excited to see what they're going to do with the indie scene. Uh, I think Xbox has always been very good with a lot of indie developers and very good to them, so I'm, I'm very excited to see what's coming. Uh, oh, and then the one thing I did want to mention... Because I know I raved about, and I'm still playing, uh, over 130 hours at this point. Uh, Pathfinder, Wrath of the Righteous, uh, Owlcat Games is releasing a role-playing tactics game, like XCOM style, Hmm. uh, called uh, Warhammer 40k Rogue Trader. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, uh, I say Warhammer, but um, uh, 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 Studio. Yeah, Owlcat Games. Uh, uh, well, yeah, but, but um, who, who's uh, Wizards, right? Or not? No, Wizards. no, no, no. Uh, uh, um, they had their show. They had their showcase. They basically they had their showcase of all. You know, basically it's mostly. I, I know it any other day. Stuff. I'm just looking yeah, at it. It's like brain fart. 
where is it? Games Workshop. Thank yeah, you. Thank you. There we go. Ga yeah, Games Workshop had their their little thing. I think it was last week. But yeah, they they kind of uh, showed off a lot of their games. Uh, yeah, and that was one of that like like that looked pretty cool. Oh, it looks awesome. Uh, and again, Alphabet Games. Yeah, yeah. They teased a little more of. Um, uh, Dark Tide. Dark, Dark Tide. Tide looks it great. No gameplay, but it's like a little more of the story. It's like, ooh, just, I'm still signed up. Look, for it. Like, listen to me. Listen to me. <laughs> Vermin Tide 2 in the Warhammer 40k oh, setting. So good. That's so good. all I fucking need I know, to right? hear. <laughs> it's like, sign um, me up. Sign me up. Yeah, so uh, that looks fantastic. Um, we'll definitely be following that one. But with that in mind, we are going to wrap things up. It has been a great uh, episode 89. It's been great to catch up with you, Nick. Um, I'm looking forward to jumping on your stream tomorrow and just being my stupid profane self while I <laughs> drink a glass of mead as we watch the great Jeff Keeley. And and I, I just want to, again, I have to send a, a, a thank you to Jeff, who will never listen to this until we interview him, at least. And um, he might be our next big get, now that I think about it. <laughs> anyway. And we'll do it. You said we wouldn't get Richard. We fucking got Richard. We got him. We got him. <laughs> um, but I, you know, I love that he does this stuff, I, and I know from what I understand, he puts a lot of his own money and time into it, and um, I, I just appreciate that. Like it's keeping like that gaming excitement alive from like somebody else that's not a major publisher. So I'm um, I'm excited to see what he's going to cover tomorrow, mainly just so I can show up on Nick's stream and pollute it like I normally do. Um, but yes. Other than that, uh, we hope you enjoyed the episode. Big shout out to the people listening to us. Again, I am working really hard to get more consistent with this. Uh, it hasn't been two months. It was just one month. So now it's going to get to be two weeks. I'm telling you. I'm getting you know, there. You know, you know, step on the accelerator pedal. Um, yeah. Step on the pedal <laughs> a little bit. Um, it, was, it was good to do this on a Wednesday night. I'm liking this. I got to get back to this. And uh, But yes, uh, Nick, great to chat with you as always. Always fun. And, yeah, great to catch up. And uh, we hope you enjoyed this episode. And until we talk to you again... You know, we always say it, we always mean it, but really, with everything going on in this world, have fun. Hold on, I'm typing the Craig macro right now. <laughs> have fun, play games, and don't be dicks. Peace! See you, everybody. Catch you next time. <laughs>